0: Welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello and welcome to Nerd Party News, the show on the Nerd Party, where we talk about the news. I'm Mike. I'm Lance. And today is February 28th, 2021. It's one fourteen p.m. Central Time, which is why we are not discussing who won the Golden Globes. Even this <laughs> is dropping after that happened. But honestly, we'll
1: talk about that next week.
0: Yeah. And really, who cares? So, yeah. But anyway, what's going on with The Bachelor these days?
1: oh man there's so much stuff going on in this franchise man so well you know as of today i mean actually last night um emmanuel ocho former uh, nfl player um who kind of got like a little second wind of of fame for doing his you know uncomfortable conversations with the black man series that he's had going on since um the events this past summer uh he is going to replace chris harrison at least for the the final couple shows like the after the after the rose ceremony where they kind of bring everybody back and talk about stuff chris harrison is going to be still the host for stuff that's already been recorded i think for like you know the women tell all which is on which is monday's show so tomorrow's show is not going to be a regular episode of the bachelor it's it's going to be like you know the women tell all like the people who have left the show talk about stuff and it's it's recent, um, and Matt James comes back to talk to people and stuff like that. So, it's the week after. That'll be the uh, fantasy suites. Uh, this is when they could spend, you know, the the final three ladies get to spend a a full day and night with the bachelor. And after that, it's finale time. So,
0: oh, um, so like three more episodes, something like that. Essentially,
1: yeah. Unfortunately, though, because of all of the behind the scenes stuff going on with the show, the suspense of the season is gone because I know who he picks and I know that they're not together. And that's, and honestly, that's the big, he he is unfortunately the biggest loser in all of this is because he, you know, when he signed up for this, he just signed up for this. Not necessarily, I don't think entirely just to be Famous because you know he he played college football. Like he's best friends with an existing bachelor and bachelorette already. Like they were roommates together and stuff. So it's not like people didn't know him and it's and stuff like that. So it's not like he was like a fame seeker. And based on his actions in the show, that's not his attitude. He seems like a genuinely good guy and a good dude. Um, It just sucks for him that in the first season where you have a black bachelor, right, a black male lead, it is mired by controversy and he doesn't get to you know end up with the the woman that he picks
0: well you'll have to keep us posted on on how it all plays out it's oh too i will bad. it's too bad that it's been spoiled but you know yeah what can you do yeah. yeah all right well have you seen anything else this week
1: i did um the premiere of superman and lois yeah that was that was a great first episode i was incredibly impressed Because, like, I had no idea what they were going to do, what angle they were going to take. I thought I was, you know, initially I was like, this is probably going to be dumb. Like, he has two teenage kids. What's this? But everything was hitting in that in that pilot episode, I've got to say. The surprises that were there, the Easter eggs, the essence of Superman was present the entire time. I was like, this is, they knocked it out of the park. That, That is the strongest, you know, of the... See the Arrowverse pilots that have come out, right? Um, and it's funny because like a lot, a lot of the discourse where people were saying was like, "Oh yeah, like you know, this is the best pilot since the you know since the Flash pilot in 2014." Not so fast, my friends. I've recently watched the Flash pilot. It is not better than Arrow's pilot. Arrow's pilot is way better. And and, and I grant, I get it. I'm I'm a little biased because I do a, an Arrow podcast, but Arrow's pilot is better than Flash's. So if I had to rank them, it is Superman Lois's pilot, Arrow. Probably there's a tie between Supergirl and, and and Flash, and probably right underneath that is Legends. I haven't seen Star Girl yet. Batwoman, I'm sure is down there.
0: So, but well, yeah. Star doesn't count. That's not part of the thing.
1: So. Yeah, not yet at least. <laughs> They'll yet. probably fold yeah, it yeah. in.
0: Yeah, Black Lightning is better
1: than Flash too. That's third. Yeah, out of, the, out of
0: out of the ones that I've seen, I'd, I'd probably say Black Lightning had the best pilot, and then maybe Supergirl would be number two. Ooh. And then probably like Legends, Flash, and Arrow. Sorry.
1: Oh whoa, <laughs> Arrow at the but, bottom. You know,
0: I mean, it's just not bad, but you know, whatever. But well, I I didn't see Superman and Lois yet because I'm I'm watching these through very methodically. But I did okay. get through season six of the Arrowverse. So okay, um, what'd you think? I mean, I, I think for the most part, it's good. You know, okay. th- there were there were some it's weird because like, you know, some of the shows, they have like ebbs and flows and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, I think um, season it would be season three of Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. I, I think that that was probably the best of of the series in this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff that they do on there is just so off the wall insane i mean
1: they embraced it they it's it's season three is when they fully embraced it like off the wallness of everything and that's what really made it work and take off
0: yeah i I think that's what it is and you know like the the bebo episode where hilarious uh, yeah i mean and and it's it's hilarious and yet also offers like this social commentary which i think is pretty freaking great and Mm. then for them to end the season right yes the how they defeat the big bad yes, now exactly. granted this was stolen from ghostbusters and uh-huh. whatever but the fact that they beat the big bad with a giant Bebo. it's hilarious <laughs> it's so perfect it's, it's so perfect
1: so funny uh,
0: I, I i loved it and <laughs> it, it's like in and, and that thing that is is also like supergirl has been uh, you know probably my favorite show up until this season okay and this season they decided to get like all serious, like even like the theme song and everything, the logo and everything, they're like, we're going to go dark this year, you know, or as dark as like Supergirl can go. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that doesn't really work as well because I mean, one of the reasons why this show was so good is because all these people were so charming and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't, I mean, we already have like arrow for like the, sort of, like, melodrama stuff and everything like that, like, I I don't think that we need that from Supergirl, but whatever, I mean, I don't think it was bad, I just, it didn't live up to the first two seasons for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, I I mean, but yeah, on the whole, I thought they were all pretty good, and Black Lightning was certainly a a big surprise, you know, people talk about how it's sort of, like, on the fringes of the Arrowverse, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. really, I mean, these, these the first season, at least, it's not even in the same continuity, but it has its own identity. And it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's similar to not in, in style or whatever, but just in terms of that uniqueness, it's similar to like how Constantine was, even though, yes, uh, but I think it's definitely a lot better than Constantine. And it, it, it just, I don't know everything about it. It's, it doesn't feel so much like a product as like a, a vision I guess Mm -hmm. you know so I I don't know I was really impressed with that but cool yeah so I'll keep you posted as I as I continue but okay sounds
1: good I remember not liking season six of Arrow that much but you know we're in in on always hold on to arrow we're only in season three so when we get when we get there y'all we will do our deep dive as we do on that podcast
0: (laughs) season six from I mean my you know Snap response to it, or whatever is a snap judgment of it is that it starts off slow like it's I wasn't really feeling it, mm-hmm. and then like midway through there's sort of like a gear shift, and they like switch the big bad, yeah from and once they did that, once it shifts in the back half of season six mm-hmm. it it really picks up and gets a lot okay. stronger and I'm only a couple episodes into season seven right now, but when they spoilers sent him to jail, mm-hmm. you know I'm like, they're are they doing the the supermax thing that they, the movie that they were talking about doing for <laughs> years and years and years? I'm curious. I mean, I'm sure. I, I mean, don't tell me, but I'm I'm sure they're not going to keep him in jail for the entire season. But if they no. did that, that would be pretty awesome
1: you know it it would have been and and i'll say this he's in there longer than you than you probably thought he would be and and i was and and actually no i'll say this i was impressed with how long they kept him there
0: okay given given
1: you know the show the network and it's it's general you know the general formula that goes along with with their product. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm impressed that they were able to keep them there, him there as long as they did. And I think that they kept them there for probably the right amount of time.
0: Okay. All right. I'm, I'm curious to see how it, how it progresses. So the Oscars are coming up and they, well, I guess as of today, today is the last day of eligibility Mm -hmm. for Oscar movies uh, in the 2020 year. And because of that, uh, you know, the Oscars were able to release their reminder list of all the eligible films this year. I think it was like 366 movies, which... a lot. I think they said it was the most since like 1970 or something like hmm. that, which I'm like, how are there 366 movies in 1970? Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's kind of cool. So... Uh, I I decided to finally put together uh, an actual top ten list for twenty twenty. Uh, okay. Did did you do this too or not?
1: I made. I didn't put them like in an order. I just have my. I, I just have ten.
0: Okay. All right. Well, do you want to share your your ten?
1: Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, Soul, of course, The Five Bloods, Judas and the Black Messiah, Trial of Chicago Seven, United States versus Billy Holiday, News of the World. Promising young woman Emma and Minari because I keep hearing things about it. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, and same thing with No Man Land. Those two are on my list of things to see, and I've heard good things about them, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they're what they're what they're like.
0: Okay, well, so Soul would be your number one, right? Absolutely. Okay, all
1: right. I, in my opinion, it's the best movie of 2020.
0: Okay, so for me, I, I did I did put him in in. Numerical order so I'll count it down okay. And it's changed a little bit From, from my initial reaction to, to Some of these things but okay. Number 10 Rebuilding Paradise Number 9 Tenet Number 8 Happiest Season Number 7 One Night in Miami hmm. Number 6 Miss Americana Number 5 Beastie Boys Story Number 4 Birds of Prey Number 3 Trial of the Chicago 7 Number 2 Promising Young Woman And number 1 totally under control, which, you know, it's not like, you know, like promising young woman I've seen twice now and I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to see it again. And, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, I think probably like my favorite movie and the one that I'm going to go back and rewatch, you know, okay. uh, you know, but what totally under control did was I think more important and more impressive in some ways, the fact that they were actually able to, to pull off this movie in such a short period of time, you know, which it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it did leave a lasting impression of terror with me. Okay. Definitely. I mean, like to the point where like, <laughs> I was having like panic attacks after oh, watching wow. this movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely check out totally under control. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's okay. worth it, but yeah. Cool. All right. So, the big news this week, mm-hmm. Ta-Nehisi Coates is going to be writing a Superman movie mm-hmm. produced by J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this last week. We were. But, I mean, all of that is official. Reports which are not official but have been, you know, stated by multiple sources is that Superman is going to be black. hmm So... Obviously, we were just talking about this last week. Yeah. What are what are your thoughts on this news?
1: <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea in this because of you know what I mentioned last week. Now, granted, there are two Black Supermen, right? In yeah. in you know in in comic books, but they are alternate universe characters. They're obscure and. One of them, Val Zod, was Earth Two during Earth Two Superman during the um, during the New Fifty Two era, which is over, right? And the other is Calvin Ellis, uh, the Superman of Earth Twenty Three, which was created um, in the wake of the Obama administration and him winning the presidency, right? So, granted, there are two Black Supermen, but I think my problem with this is. You know, when if if this happens, then all this will be is it, it won't be allowed to stand on its own because all this will be is, oh, well, this is black Superman. It's not really it's not really Superman. Right. It's going to be a lot of the discourse behind this, because that's what happens any time any minority community gets like involved in something like this. It's like, oh, it's just the fill in the blank version of the quote-unquote right one or the real one right it always happens i mean like if you pay attention to any of the discourse that's happened with with you know this news coming out you'll see how you know how already toxic it's gotten um and and it it reminds me of what it was like when miles morales was introduced um it's, it's very much like that and granted you know miles you know, is now more mainstream and he exists alongside of, you know, Peter Parker. But, you know, when he first came out, like, you know, he was in the Ultimate Universe and then uh, because they killed Peter Parker and and the story worked for that. And but now Miles is super popular. And I don't know if this will have the same this the same thing will happen with this project. Um, It could because you have Michael B. Jordan in it and Michael B. Jordan's great. And he has a pretty much you know 100 percent approval rating, (laughs) you know, across the board. But my worry about this is is a it'll just be looked upon as being, oh, well, this is, you know, it's just black Superman. It's not the real one. The other thing is, it's what I said last week. If we do this, then that means we don't get black characters who've already existed to get their shine and have their day. Right. And so because if we do this, you know, we're already walking the fine line of of, you know, of having that discussion of whitewashing versus race bending in, in, in these in these things, right? Um, but if we get this, this means, you know, again, we're not going to get Jon Stewart. We're not going to get Vixen. We're not going to get, you know, the list goes on and on. And the thing that I want to see is instead of seeing this, I want to see the Augustus Freeman story on screen, because I think that is a a more powerful story to tell with a lot of this, with similar elements. And for those of you that do not know who Augustus Freeman is, he is icon from the Milestone universe. That is a property that DC has and owns and has since the early 90s, and they keep kind of dropping the ball with... Their handling of it, like this, would have been a perfect time to 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 do this, right? Um, because their the, their world is richer. I think the story is a little bit more hard hitting, and you can you could tell the story. I think that they're probably wanting to tell with this, with that, better, in my opinion. Um, I think you know the world doesn't need a black Superman. Instead, what it needs is an icon, and that's a tagline, by the way, for a movie. <laughs>
0: i i i can see that yeah um, just to to clarify uh, jordan's involvement is not confirmed yet uh what
1: i'm just saying like if if they if they get him and why wouldn't yeah. they right
0: right i, I mean because that's the thing here is like jordan and abrams were trying to do uh, a black superman movie for I, I think years and it it never really got off the ground and now this is happening again with Abrams and it's like, well, you know, just connect the dots. It it only makes sense. Right. I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken too, I'm pretty sure that uh, Coates is writing a movie for Jordan right now. Mm -hmm. I I could be wrong about that, but it just makes sense. Right. It does. I mean, maybe, maybe something happened with Jordan and he's like, I don't want to be involved in you know, like a franchise anymore. I've already got, you know, Two. whatever, Creed and yeah, you know. So so that could be, you know, but th- there is a thing which resurfaced this week after this news where it was an interview with uh, Jordan and, and Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. and Oprah was asking him like, "Oh, well, you want to be Superman?" And he's like, "Not like that, you know. I don't want to be Clark Kent. Yes, that that doesn't make any sense. I Correct. don't want <laughs> to have to draw, you know, those comparisons. But I want to be," he he said, Calvin Ellis. Yeah, no, that. And again, if you do that, that's fine,
1: you know. But at the mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's still that's still a conversation that I think people aren't ready for. It it's just a tough road to walk, you know. Like you know, Miles Morales has survived it. But mm-hmm. Superman is a different animal.
0: Well, I'm wondering if Miles Morales has sort of, you know, opened that door. I,
1: I, I and, and that's the thing. I think it has, but I think we're still ignoring a better possibility by using the Milestone Universe.
0: Yeah, and I, I totally understand that. I guess what I'm wondering though too is. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of variables at play, but I guess just looking at, like, let's say we're just looking at it from the the perspective of, like, DC, Warner Brothers, or whatever, saying, like, we want to tell a story with character X, right? Mm -hmm. I I, I can see why Icon would be the better choice creatively and everything, Mm -hmm. but I guess also... Putting on my like studio executive hat, right? Yeah. You tell people, like, oh, Icon. And then you got to explain who Icon is versus, like, oh, it's Superman. And people are just like, oh, well, Superman, I get, right?
1: No, no, I, I understand that. But at the same time, A, the general public prior to 2008 didn't know anything about Iron Man. Right. And that yeah. just worked. Same thing That's with, true. you can go down with most of the characters in the MCU because guardians up until the galaxy, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nobody like, I, like I can, I can guarantee you if people were just like, Oh yeah, I'm a huge fan of the galaxy, guardians of the galaxy prior to that movie came out. I can guarantee you that they were lying. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, even
0: black Panther really. When yeah. You think no,
1: about it. all of the MCU characters, right. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew anything about them. Right. Probably maybe captain America just because his name is captain America and yeah. the Hulk. Which is which is a pretty easy concept to understand, but like Iron Man, no; Black Widow, no; Ant Man, absolutely not; (laughs) The Guardians of the Galaxy, no; Captain Marvel, they they thought he was the DC Captain Marvel, which is why they changed Mm -hmm. his name to Shazam, right? So like, there's you know you know you can the list goes on and on and on. Like nobody knew anything about those characters, and and Marvel, as you know, I continue to say on this podcast seems to make make these things work, right? Yeah. So the same thing can be done here. And the other thing here is like, why is it that J.J. is the helm of this project? Uh, this is another problem that, that Hollywood has. Why isn't it Ava DuVernay? Why isn't it, you know, why isn't Oprah producing this? Why isn't it, you know, Tyler Perry? Why isn't it Ryan Coogler? Why isn't it Spike Lee? Like, the, you know, the list goes on. Why isn't it, why, why can't Delroy Lindo do this, right? You know, why is it that J.J. Abrams is doing this?
0: Well, I'm wondering if, and, and who knows, right, be, behind the scenes what's going on, but I'm wondering if this might be a case of, like, you know, obviously we know that Warner Brothers has, like, a huge deal with J.J. J. Abrams and mm-hmm. they want him to develop properties. Is it a case where it's not like the studio saying, like, we want to do a black Superman, but it's J.J. Abrams saying, like, well, I want to do a Superman story, mm-hmm. but I want it to be a black Superman Mm -hmm. And and then I mean, like, I don't think that there's no way in hell that Abrams is going to make this movie himself. Right. Yes. Like I I see this this his role in this as being like, I'm going to put my name on it here so that it makes it easier for other people to do their thing. But Mm -hmm. I don't see him like I mean, I can't imagine he would do like anything creative on it. Right. Let's hope not. I mean, uh, and and I guess that's the other thing too about this is it's like is it is it the type of thing where Coates went to them and was like, "I want to do a Black Superman story," Mm -hmm. and it's not not like they went out and got him, not like they pursued him, but like he came to them. And if that happens, then I mean, you can just say like, "No," you know. I mean, mean, they (laughs) they, they, they've,
1: they've said no already.
0: Okay, Uh, do you mean like when (laughs) Michael B. Jordan was trying to do it? Yeah. Or okay, I guess. Yeah, I I guess that that's true. You know, I, 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 yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows what happened with that? Um, That that could be, but I don't know. I mean, I I kind of feel like that's what's going on. And I mean, obviously, I mean Coates is a comic book writer, right? Mm -hmm. He's well versed in the mythology. Yes. I can't imagine any scenario in which he's like it's Clark Kent, right? Like I that doesn't seem to make any sense at all.
1: I agree and that and that's my worry because you know I don't trust DC and Warner Brothers on film. I just don't, right? Uh-huh. And and you know I have what I think are pretty sound reasons for not trusting them. Oh yeah, given- they've,
0: they've made a lot of bad movies. <laughs>
1: Granted, and, and the, the thing that kind of worries me is that Coates is also a journalist, also, and so it's um, like, are you going to bring that aspect to it and try to do a Black Clark and tr- and try to do I, I, all I this didn't even stuff?
0: Think, I didn't even think about that part, but yeah. right. So uh-huh.
1: if you're going to do this, right, do Valzad or do do Calvin Ellis? And again, I'll support it because you know I will, I'll, you know I will I will watch it. You know I will support it because those characters are original; they have their story. But I think you know, a better story to tell would be with, you know, with, with, with icon. And I think that, you know, this, I, and I disagree with the, with the sense that we still are refusing to use and, and sh- let, you know, some light shine on the existing character characters in the catalog.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like the fact that there isn't a static movie is just insane, right? Yeah. I mean, that is like a slam dunk idea is. right it's, there. It has a built in audience,
1: especially after the, the success of Spider-Verse.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you know, Black Lightning is cool and all, you know, but if you're trying to appeal to the youth of America, I don't think that, you know, a 50 year old, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yes. a 50-year-old yeah, yeah.
1: principal with superpowers like <laughs> like as if you're a kid you already think your principal has a superpower like is like you know you already like have a fear of them like like that's not right. cool to you your principal's not cool so yeah.
0: it's like static has like a cartoon which has been around for how many years and all yeah. that stuff i mean 20 yeah so i don't know i that that's kind of mind-boggling that they haven't done that yet yeah and i know i know they're working on it and the fact that they're doing it like straight to hbo max is insane Mm -hmm. i I don't i don't get that at all yeah i i I, i'm not super familiar with coates's work i did watch um between the world and me which is based on his his book which i guess is it's like letters written to his son kind of okay cool and it was like a play, I guess, like a performance piece more than anything. It's not like a, it's it's like basically people reading his book, okay? You know? And they took that and they turned it into a movie on HBO Max that they just read. I mean, they just shot it like in August and then released it like two months later or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of like famous, I guess, primarily black actors mm-hmm. um, who are essentially just reading his his book, you okay. know. Uh, which is all done in like first person kind of like letter form, you know, autobiographical stuff. So they've got like everyone, they've got Oprah Winfrey, Mahershala Ali, nice. you know, Felicia Rashad, everybody is mm-hmm. in this movie. Oh, and they, it's,
1: they got her. Uh, that's, that, that that's how you know it's a big deal. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, it's, it's she's it's like really, the
1: mate, she's like the matriarch. of all this. And,
0: and that's, that's like the role that they have. Like everyone else is just kind of like reading parts, you know, yeah. but like for her, it was like very specific, like, you know, she's uh-huh. playing, like, a character who oh, you is, know it's, like, the matriarch, you know? Yeah.
1: Oh, you know it's serious when she gets up in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's really, really good, really powerful. I definitely recommend it. And it's short. It's only, like, an hour and 20 minutes long.
1: Okay. But,
0: you know, like, like looking at that and, and just, you know, kind of, like, knowing his, his background and everything, like, there's no way that he's just going to do, like, what they're talking about with... Uh, you know, everyone's saying like, oh, Idris Elba for, for James Bond. You know, the yeah. next James Bond should be black, right?
1: Oh, well, if like, they're going to do that, then it needs to be reggae jean Page.
0: But but like, I, I get the impression that that, you know, is something that you kind of like see all the time where it's like, oh, well, this character is white, but we want, you know, a black actor in the role because we wanted to be diverse, but we're not going to be doing anything to make it any different from if the character was white yes which is obviously a a problem yes and i can't see any scenario where that happens here
1: okay
0: i mean right i mean can you i mean i mean with this, with the people in like i could see a scenario where this happens mm-hmm. but not with the people involved
1: Let, right? let's let's hope let's hope not that's the thing right I'm more, pessimistic, I'm more pessimistic about it because like there's too much evidence to, like that suggests that they will mess this up because that's what they've done with these types of things.
0: I, I guess so. I guess so. I, I, and I, I guess my thinking is like like, if, if they came out and said like, well, J.J. Abrams is producing a Superman movie and the character will be black. Like that I, I'd be concerned about. Mm-hmm. But when you say like, oh, well, Tanahisi Coates is writing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there's no way. I mean, he's never written a movie before, at least not that has been produced, right? Yeah. It, everything that he's done is told from a very specific personal mm-hmm. perspective. Okay. There's no way he's going to give his time to this thing if it's not somehow meaningful, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you would think. You would think. And and I yeah. I, I hear you. It's just you know. I don't trust the powers that be.
0: (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's, that's totally fair because they have made a lot of bad movies. Yes. But I, the, one of the things which they seem to be pivoting towards for good or bad is saying like, well, we're going to be much more filmmaker driven now Mm -hmm. and we're going to let people tell their own stories, you know, and not be so concerned about continuity or whatever. And, you know, you could, I mean, if you get someone like Todd Phillips, then you end up with something like Joker, but joker is very much a todd phillips movie you know what i mean i mean whereas <laughs> somewhat i mean
1: you can argue that it's somebody else's movie that he put his name on but that's a different well
0: uh, the there's day. that too but but it, that's a i mean well we won't get into that but yeah. whatever <laughs> i'm just saying like you watch that movie and you're like yeah i can see that todd phillips made that movie you know mm-hmm. whereas some of the other stuff it's more like uh this has been put through i mean you know, Justice League being the prime example, like, yeah. oh, well, this has been put through that studio machine and what we're getting is a piece of studio product, right? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't even have anyone's name on it, really. So, you know, I, I don't know. And and I mean, it's weird because like in the statement, you know, Coates is like, I, I'm, you know, grateful that they, to be involved or be, you know, invited to, to work in the DC Extended Universe. And I know that's not even really a thing, but yeah. that that makes it seem like this isn't a Joker scenario where it is like a something completely on its own, mm-hmm. but like this is somehow going to be involved in the larger continuity. But then again, they're introducing the multiverse. I mean, we're going to have yeah, two, exactly. two Batmans in this Flash movie, so... Mm-hmm.
1: And every, uh, we're going we're gonna to have everybody in this Flash movie. We might not even have a Flash.
0: <laughs> Let's hope not, but... <laughs> I guess here's the other thing, right? Okay. So we're talking about like Val Zod and Calvin Ellis and everything, mm-hmm. but there is like a, well, I guess it would be a fourth possibility, which is they just create a brand new character from scratch.
1: And it, well, see, that'll piss me off. Because you have three opportunities for existing, for like of, of existing, you know, character black characters that you could use that haven't got gotten, gotten any any shine at all, and then they're just gonna make one up. It's like no, like tell the tell the stories that like people that be like that that are that are out there. Why waste the knowledge that we have a a Calvin Ellis with source material that you could use to make your story, or why why waste the, the you know the potential for. For showing Valzad's story, story on screen, why waste the potential of using Icon right and, and creating somebody just brand new? It's kind of it's, it's what annoys me about the whole, you know, in Future State with the you know the Black Batman, the fact that it's not Luke Fox, it's like the random other Luke, the, the <laughs> random other Fox brother, and it's not and it's also not Duke a grown up Duke Thomas. Like, why would you do that? It, it's so stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why you would do that in that particular instance. Um, Now. I I did my homework here with the... the, I I got the DC Universe Infinite app. I finally broke down and and, and did that, and it's it's really cool. I keep on thinking, like, if I had this in high school, how different would my life be right now? (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, for a lot of reasons. One, that I wouldn't be hanging out in the comic book store, which basically molded me into the person that I am today. (laughs) But um, I I read the... Well, I, I guess kind of the only Calvin Ellis story that's out there. He 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 appeared in a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. And then I read like basically like the ten the first ten issues which kind of introduce uh Valzad in mm-hmm. Earth Two. And uh I guess here's my question for you. Assuming that they do go with one of those two characters,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which one would you prefer?
1: Valzad, there's more story there.
0: Yeah. I I I I agree. I mean Calvin Ellis, I mean, really kind of almost seems like a well definitely like a product of its time. Yes. But more of just sort of like a I don't know, a celebratory statement or yes. whatever. You know, like, oh, Obama's it wasn't, president.
1: Exactly. It wasn't really intended to go anywhere. It was just
0: Right doing yeah.
1: that. Because, you know, like so- shortly after he was you know, he was in, he was, you know, he won the presidency. There's all sorts of stuff like an artwork and superhero art featuring him that oh. came out. Right, yeah, I've
0: got I've got a uh, a signed framed uh, Alex Ross thing of Obama. Yeah, like, r- doing rip up of on the my sh- wall. Yeah, yeah.
1: The, the shirt rip.
0: Yeah, I got that yeah. hanging on the wall right over there. There you go. <laughs> there really was a lot of that, wasn't there? There sure was. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it, so it's like okay, that's cool, and I you know I don't have any problem with that, but it it does seem almost like a gimmick, right? Yes. Compared to Val Zod, which is, I mean, he has like a legit origin story mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. So I, I, I would agree that I think that 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 would be the way to go if they if they did this. But yeah. who knows what they'll do? I don't know. I, I I do have to say though that I am excited either way. Okay. I mean, you know, there's I know there's a lot of people who are like, you know give Henry Cavill another movie, which they can still totally do. Why not? He's,
1: he has another movie. It's called the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I was and was say,
0: you're getting like two more movies with yeah. out of that thing, right? I mean, and that's fine. But like, I just watched Man of Steel again this week. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's probably the best uh, Superman movie, you know, okay. which, which has ever been made. Okay. And even that, I'm like, this is fine. And I would be all for a, another Henry Cavill movie. But... None of these ideas, no Superman movie, which has ever existed has interested me as much as the idea of this movie here.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Superman, Superman, the movie is, is the goat. Um, but if you're looking, if you're looking for like, if you're looking for an interesting Superman movie, uh, I challenge you to watch uh, Superman versus the elite. I've seen that. That's great. And that's a great Superman story.
0: Yeah. I, can't say that i remember anything about it (laughs) but i have seen it Um, okay yeah yeah Uh, i mean some of the animated stuff is is pretty pretty great for sure Mm -hmm. i'll have to rewatch superman versus the elite but i don't know it'll be interesting to see what they do with it for sure do they tie it i mean there's so many questions at this point but but i am certainly excited about it okay yeah um and i and i do want to read some more of this earth 2 stuff because uh, that comic is pretty darn good yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it was fun. I'm impressed. So there is another uh, DC movie which is going to go into production later this year apparently and that is Blue Beetle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, another character which is a, I guess, I mean, when you think about it, most DC characters are like, have multiple iterations and lots of times... The, yeah, they're legacy characters. Yeah, and lots of times the 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 new iteration is the more popular of the, you know, I mean, think about like Wally West, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, Green Lantern with uh, um, all of
1: them, all of them, except for Hal Jordan. Because all of them are better than Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan sucks.
0: I'm not saying who's better or worse, but who's more popular. Whatever. Okay. All right. You know, that's cool. I'm a Guy Gardner fan myself, you know. Guy's great. uh, I
1: love Guy. (laughs)
0: But yeah, but I mean, like Hal Jordan is more popular than Alan Scott, you know. Like, yeah, anyway. but he's not a better character. Maybe ah. not, yeah, but there is a new Blue Beetle as well, and mm-hmm. uh, this—that's—that's that's who they're going with for for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is going to be directed by Angel Manuel Soto, who did Charm City Kings, uh, which just came out. Yeah, uh, this year, a lot of people are saying it's really good. Have you seen it? It's good. It is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'll have to check I I'm surprised it's on HBO max. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I, I was going to try to watch it before this, but I ran out of time. I had to read all those earth two comics <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's written by uh, the writer of the miss Bala remake, okay. um, which I, I haven't seen, but looked intriguing for sure. And uh, they're using Jamie Reyes as the character. Jaime, Jaime Reyes. I'm sorry. That's Jaime good. Reyes as the character and uh, yeah i mean that's that's what it is the first uh, latino character mm-hmm. in the D- first latino superhero in dc so uh, my my familiarity with this character i think comes mainly from batman brave and the bold okay which was always cool i mean that mm-hmm. uh, his episodes were always pretty great They're hilarious yeah yeah but i mean what, what, what do you think about this
1: well, first of all, I'm glad that they're using Jaime Reyes, and second, I'm shocked because they took the approach, the appropriate re- approach with this. Um, as you mentioned off top, it's like they're they're using the more popular and iconic version of this character. Note they're not using Ted Cord, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it's, and I think it's funny that they didn't do this with. Green Lantern, when they came out with the Green Lantern movie, they're just yeah. like, oh, that's Ryan Reynolds, Hal Jordan. It's like, no, like we had Justice League for the, you know, seven years worth of Justice League, where you, the face of the Green Lantern Corps and the face of what Green, Green Lantern was in DC was Jon Stewart, right? And they're just like, oh. Got to go with Hal Jordan. It's like, no, that's the wrong move. And that movie sucked anyway. So, like, you know, like, like, what are we doing? So I'm glad that they got it right with this. And and again, there are some people, you know, online who were upset about it. It's like, it's like, oh, DC's just, you know, just doing this to check a box. It's like, no, they're not. Like, Tommy I mean, Reyes right, has been around for a long time, right? Yeah. And he is, he is Blue Beetle, right? He is an original Blue Beetle. He's not a, you know, pretty much Batman knockoff in a lot of ways the way that Ted Kord was. Yeah, uh, he's more interesting. He has cooler things going for him. He's a younger character, so it can, it can reach a, a, a different type of audience. You can build off of him and do like you know some some Teen Titans slash Young Justice stuff with him. Like the the possibilities are endless with this. And so I think this is a good move.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. It kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone mm. was really expecting it. You know, yeah. people are all. I mean, when you think about like how long it it's taken them to make this Flash movie, and then they're like Blue Beetle. Yeah, in production. This fall, right? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's DC making a lot of a lot of moves. Um, you know, they also have uh, the Justice League coming out, the Snyder yes. Cut, and you know we're kind of getting this slow drip of pl- publicity from them. Sure. Uh, they did like some sort of like fan event Q and A thing or whatever, and they released a clip from the movie. I guess I don't know. It's like a two minute clip of like abstract art
1: um, bs is what it was like when you, you sent this to me and i i sent you two things back just like the dot 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 uh, and then what the hell was that because yeah. I, I saw that i'm just like what kind of crap is this like this is getting like i was excited for the snyder cut when i saw the first Trailer that they dropped at fandom, the, the Hallelujah trailer. I was like, this is great. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe they're going to get it right this time. Like, you know, like, you know, maybe all this nonsense that's gone on with this, with this, with this movie, all the, all the drama, all the, you know, the discussions online, all that stuff, maybe it'll be worth it because this looks great. Right. And then the second one comes out and just like, well, I mean, it's cool that the bat tank is there, but <laughs> I like the first trailer better. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of what we saw in the second thing is stuff that I've already seen. Already, and then we come out with this pretentious garbage. It, like and I'm like, what is this? So it's like I start off like you know, great high expectations and, and high excitement with, with Hallelujah. The second one I get taken down a notch, and then this one just made me mad because I was like, this is this sucks. So like again, I'm going to watch it. It's got it's gotten my money. It's gotten my attention. It's not yeah. like I'm not gonna see it, right? And I don't want it to fail, but I'm not gonna be shy about saying that it did if it does.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm wondering if this is like the first, like the the first two minutes of the movie or something like that, or I don't know. Um, It's weird. I don't think it works. I think you're right that it is pretentious. I, I kind of feel, I mean, who knows? We'll have to see it in the context of the movie, but I kind of feel like this is what happens when you tell someone you can do whatever you want. No restrictions.
1: I'm raising my hands because again, <laughs> like I'm not going to go into it. Y'all can listen to other like our our previous podcast about this. But like, you know, be careful what you wish for.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And and I mean, this isn't going to make or break or anything. I mean, it's two minutes of a movie which has been revealed as four hours and, and one, minute one minute long. So and that's you another know, thing
1: that I just like shook my head at and laughed at because it's like, of course, it's four hours and one minute. Like It, it was three hours and
0: 59 minutes, and then they were like, what else can we add? What if What's we do this, this weird thing with a weird box? Two,
1: this weird two-minute pretentious BS.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just stick that at the beginning and, you know. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, uh, it, it is going to be one movie, they said. It's not going to be broken up into episodes because apparently they were, like, concerned about... How that what that would mean in terms of like paying people for a TV mm-hmm. show or whatever, um, but it is going to have chapters so you can stop it at you know specific chapters if you want. Okay. The other thing that they said is that further down the road they do want to do a IMAX release of the movie, and when they do that, there will be an intermission which will be scored by Junkie XL, which you know I guess just makes sense, but it's also kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. And. Also, the black and white version, the Justice's Gray version, um, will be coming out on HBO Max, but it won't be until sometime further down the road. Okay. Well, which sucks because like I definitely wanted to watch that version of the movie since he says that's the the way to watch it. <laughs> of but course it like <laughs> if if I sit through this thing, you know, which I'm going to on March eighteenth, mm-hmm. and it's four hours long, if it's good, if it's great, then I will totally watch the Justice's Grey version, but if it sucks I may never see the Justice's Grey version, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. So, You know, Zack Snyder, he's uh, got another movie coming out, a brand Mm -hmm. new movie, Army of the Dead.
1: World War Z by Zack Snyder, because that's what that trailer looked like.
0: World War V, World War Vegas. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they released the trailer. What what did you think about it?
1: It looked like World War Z.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think it looked better than that. I think it it had more of a humorous uh, approach to it. Um mm. obviously there's not much there. Yeah. Uh but I I mean I'm I'm definitely down with it. I, I mean, I'll watch anything that the guy does because I've I've liked a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Uh But, yeah, it it looks like it could be a cool little original movie. One thing that people have pointed out, I didn't notice this when I was watching it, but at one point they go into, like, a bank vault. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that's the whole thing, is they're, like, doing a heist in Vegas in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, That's the premise of the movie. So they go into this bank vault, and if you look in the corner up on a shelf are, like, four film cans which is supposedly the, the Snyder, Snyder cut. cut. Yeah. Oh, locked, well, that's, you know, that's,
1: that's just, you know, the Zach is just so, is so brilliant for, for putting that little <laughs> Easter egg in there and trolling the fans. Isn't he great? Eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's, what people, that's what people are already saying.
0: <laughs> so that'll be on uh, the, the good old Netflix in May. Now, another trailer which dropped is for a new show on Hulu, Modoc <laughs> now this is one which was part of like a Marvel adult animated like yes franchise, and they basically said like now nah, we're we're only gonna do I think one or two of them, and they might be doing one more aside from this. Mm-hmm. I know the one that they're not doing, which really upset me, was Howard the Duck <laughs> that, that Kevin Smith was doing, yeah. They like they they did not pick that up, but they did pick up Modok with with Patton Oswalt as Modok, and it looks like I mean I don't know if it is, but it looks like stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm kind of digging it. What What did you think?
1: It looked funny. Modok is Modok is a very funny and off the wall villain. So mm-hmm. uh, and I think they're they're leaning into that with the style of this type of show. And so, like, they're not trying to, like, you know, make him some, like, super serious threat. Like, they're treating him as a joke. So, Mm -hmm. like, that is, I think that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it definitely has some robot chicken vibes to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm happy about. A bit more mainstream in the Marvel front. uh, Spider-Man 3 has a title. Mm -hmm. It's called uh, No Way Home.
1: I thought it was Home Skillet. Or Home Wrecker. Or Home Depot. (laughs) Our homework is due.
0: <laughs> you know, having, <laughs> have, funny. having a little bit of fun. Yeah. Phone, <laughs> phone home was good. I kind yeah. of got excited about that, uh, but whatever. should, it should have been home for the holidays. Oh uh, yeah. It so like it's it's going to be a Christmas at Christmas, yeah. but you know, whatever. N- Homeward no bound. Home. Yeah. Uh, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> it's kind of a, a cute little video. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So the other big news this week is that Paramount plus had a uh, Investor presentation or whatever, where they were talking about everything that they're doing mm-hmm. on their streaming services, and there were a few a pretty big announcements there. Um, the first one is that the Halo show, which was it, now in production and, and was going to be on Showtime, is now going to be on Paramount Plus. It just makes sense, right? Hey, um, I, I don't know, are you a Halo fan?
1: Not really, like, I played the first couple. And at like a friend's house because I never had an i've i've never had an xbox so yeah. I've, I've played like friends so the game is fun um but I didn't really get into it outside of you know playing it at friends' houses
0: yeah i i played the first one it's one of the only games i've ever beaten actually really yeah and then i was like oh yeah and then i went with my friend to the midnight release of halo 2 okay and we got it and we went home and we started playing and after like 10 minutes i'm like okay i'm done with this yeah (laughs) i've never really played it since (laughs) but uh yeah you know i i'll I'll watch the show why not you know because I'll, I'll have Paramount Plus and now until the day I die because they've got a billion Star Trek shows on there. That's right. Including now Star Trek Prodigy.
1: I like the title.
0: Yeah. This was the show which was going to be on Nickelodeon. This was mm-hmm. causing me um, an enormous amount of anxiety and, and stress
1: mm-hmm. because
0: – I was like, okay, I need to see this as soon as humanly possible. It's only going to be on Nickelodeon. Uh, Does that mean I'm going to have to sign up for YouTube TV and pay like (laughs) 60 bucks a month to watch that? That's fine if it's during baseball season, but what happens if it's in the off season? I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And they announced that it's going straight to Paramount+. There you go. Thank God. (laughs) It'll it'll air on Nickelodeon later, but it's going straight to Paramount Plus right now. And they released the first photo from the show, mm-hmm. which has the bridge crew, which is a bunch of ragtag aliens, none yeah. of them, none of them are human.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of speculation. Like, is that you know an alien from the books? Is that you know the one of Neelix's people or whatever? You know, yeah. I, I, and and it's weird because like I look at it and they're really leaning into the the fact that it's animation they can do anything they can want do anything, right yeah. you can have a big blob and just be like oh that's a, you know a weird alien blobby guy you know yeah. and that's cool and in a lot of ways that's much more realistic than what they do now mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm just like but how does the blob sit like in and the do stuff captain? yeah <laughs> 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 you know so it's it's just you know one of those things where I need to like, really, kind of like divorce myself from that idea because obviously they'll figure that out, and obviously this is a more realistic portrayal of the universe than than what we've had. Yeah, and they did not show a picture of Janeway, and they said that the reason for that is because if they showed a picture of Janeway, the only thing anyone would be talking about is Janeway. Yeah, so true. you know, starting off with with these other characters and then building up to that. So, okay. I'll definitely watch it. Of course, and the the other sort of bit of news that they announced is that, you know, they've got now with Prodigy and Strange New Worlds coming up, they've got five series currently on the air, five Star Trek series currently Mm -hmm. on the air, and a number of them are being developed still, including the Section 31 show with Michelle Yeoh, which they've been I keep forgetting about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I think they do too. Um, I think probably what what their plan was, like that was going to be going into production now, but people wanted that strange new world show so bad with Pike and and Spock and everything that they were just like, "Uh, screw Section 31, give the people what they want, you know, Mm -hmm. which is fine and all, except I'm way more interested in Section 31, to be honest. And now what they're saying is like, yeah, we're still in talks, whatever that means. I mean, they have like a writer's room and everything. But they're like, well, we're not going to have another show come on the air until one of these shows is canceled. Okay. And it's like, well, let's cancel one of these shows then, guys. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, who knows what that means. I mean, will this happen? If it does, when? you know, we probably won't be seeing the show for another like two or three years at yeah. minimum. So that's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time it's like what's wrong with them? Why don't they have yeah. enough faith in Star Trek to put six shows on the air? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just give them all.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Um some other news from Paramount Plus. Fraser is officially happening. Um it was a, a no a no doubter, but yeah. 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 And I know that that you're excited about this they're bringing back the original creators of Avatar the Last Airbender to expand the franchise creating Avatar Studios where they're going to be doing more episodes I guess of Avatar, more mm-hmm. spin-offs, theatrical animated motion pictures, the whole thing. So so Hell what do you think about this?
1: Yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. Seriously, like some of the best, you know, animated anything that has come out has been Avatar The Last Airbender, that entire universe, right? And it is as good as people say, and it deserves every superlative that people give it. And, you know, the fact that the creators are behind it and the fact that we have, you know, comic books and now a couple of novels of material to use and the fact that they can that we can put on screen now. And, you know, we have them to kind of continue the legacy of that universe and that char- and the characters there because the universe is so unique. And there's a lot of possibilities and ways you can do with it. We can now have a new avatar because we've had an airbender avatar. We've had a waterbender avatar. And now we can have an earthbending avatar if we're going through the cycle. Right. And if we're going through the times, this could be, you know, we can have a modern day. Uh, take on the character like there's so many different possibilities that are are available to us now and I love how they just kind of basically kind of gave the finger to whoever's involved with the Netflix interpret you know uh, show that's supposedly being developed and to Shyamalan who almost ruined this great franchise
0: (laughs) it is kind of funny that like the original creators were involved in the Netflix show and then they're like "Mm, no we'll do we'll do our own thing instead yes that's cool that's cool one disappointing thing to come out of this whole Paramount Plus thing is that Twilight Zone has been canceled.
1: Yeah, that, that sucks. I've only seen things in the first season. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, there's just so much stuff. But I enjoyed what I saw.
0: Yeah, I need to get on that show. I, I never, I, it's just one of those things that hasn't really been the priority that it should be for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really disappointing. And then I, I just heard a thing the other day. I was just listening to a podcast, and Kevin Smith revealed that they asked him to write and direct an episode. Really? Yeah. And well, now that the show's canceled, so I guess that's not happening. But
1: oh well, it's disappointing. Yeah.
0: Oh well. Well, something which is happening over on the good old Netflix production, IG the the anime studio that's behind Ghost in the Shell and and whatnot. They are making a Terminator anime for Netflix.
1: This is a great idea.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be run by Mattson Tomlin, the guy who is writing the Batman movie. Okay. And he also wrote, I I never saw this, but that Jamie Foxx movie on Netflix, like Power.
1: Yeah, like where people have powers and stuff.
0: Yeah. Have you seen it?
1: I have not. It's in my queue, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I need to check that out, too. I mean, hey, you know they've tried a billion times now to to do a Terminator follow up or whatever, mm-hmm. and with varying degrees of of success or yes. success. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, the idea of like the Ghost in the Shell people doing That's, a Terminator movie—that is the key. <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? That
1: that is the key, and that's why that's what has me excited
0: about this. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I'm sure that we won't see it for like two or three years because I know these things take forever. But mm-hmm. hey, why not? Let's try everything. It's yeah, infinite timelines. So you can do whatever you want. In Terminator. Uh, agreed. Yeah. So, GI Joe. This is kind of a surprise, but there's a GI Joe TV series, live action, in the works at Amazon, which will focus on Lady J.
1: I'm shocked that, like, there's a demand for G.I. Joe stuff.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I mean, if you got the property and you can, you know, whatever, then cool, yeah. I guess, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, of all the other, you know, properties that are, uh, you know, available, it's, it, it's surprising.
0: <laughs> well, you got, I mean, but they have the Snake Eyes movie coming out, right? hmm And then... I don't know if this is going to tie in or be whatever, but Lady J was played by Adrienne Palicki in the movie. Yeah, I mean, she's primarily a TV actress, right? Yes, I think that she would be on board if if mm-hmm. that's the route that they wanted to go.
1: Yeah, and that poor girl is, is you know, she's been tied to so many different IPs, <laughs> um, oh, and, yeah. like, and a lot of them just haven't stuck. It's just like, so you know, and granted, like, I'm surprised that there's a demand for some for some, you know. GI Joe stuff, but if the, if she could find her footing with this and kind of like have like you know be like the action star that I think she kind of still wants to be, like yeah. go for it.
0: That'd be awesome. I mean, remember when they were going to do a Shield spinoff? Yes, with with Mockingjay. Mm-hmm. That would have been so cool. Why didn't that happen?
1: Uh, probably the same reason that you know her Wonder Woman didn't happen. Her her uh, she did not become supergirl on Smallville um like, you know oh, is like is that, that gonna
0: be a thing oh, uh, I mean
1: it could have been but she was you know she was a fake out
0: <laughs> yeah uh, uh, she's she's so good I mean like going back to like Friday night lights and everything
1: oh yeah no she's she's great in that show
0: I I, I could not care less about GI Joe because my parents wouldn't let me play with GI Joe when I was a kid. <laughs> Because it was about war and they had guns and stuff. <laughs> which, I mean, they were perfectly fine with Star Wars and, yes. you know, Transformers because it was robots who were uh-huh. killing each other and everything. But, you know, they drew the line at G.I. Joe, which is, you know, fine, whatever. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if if Adrian Palicki is starring in this thing, I'll watch it for okay. sure. I like the last G.I. Joe movie.
1: Okay. That's cool. I mean, I mean, I didn't hate it, um, yeah. but yeah, it, it just it's just interesting to me because, like, I guess I'm it,
0: it's just not my thing. G.I. Joe. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. I don't know how any of the characters are or anything like that. I'm just outside of it, Snake Eyes. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, one last thing here. One of the most exciting things for, for me, I guess, <laughs> Steven Soderbergh is directing yep. a new movie. Your Boy, of course. Yep. It's called Kimmy. And it's going to star Zoe Kravitz. It's being written by David Cap, who wrote Jurassic Park, mm. The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Mission Impossible, like everything, you know? Yeah. And the film follows an agoraphobic tech worker who discovers recorded evidence of a violent crime during an ordinary data stream review and tries reporting it up the chain of command at her company. Meeting with resistance and bureaucracy, she realizes that in order to get involved, she will have to do the thing she fears the most: leave her apartment. Hmm. I'm on board.
1: Well, see, you know, you're on board because because of your boy. Yeah, I'm on board because of my girl. So yeah, let's go.
0: All right, hey, (laughs) because
1: I'm a huge fan of her and her mom.
0: Oh yeah, they're 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 both great. Yeah. Her dad's pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of that, whole, that
0: whole family. Yeah, I mean, she's awesome. I mean, X-Men First Class, uh, mm-hmm. she was cool. And I can't wait to see her. I mean, the few she's stills that dope. we've seen of her. I need to see Dope. I can't believe I haven't seen Dope, but I need mm-hmm. to see that. Um, The few stills that we've seen of her in The Batman. Yeah. Are, I mean, she, she's going to be awesome, right? Yeah, she is going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. And and with Soderbergh and David Cap Soderbergh doing a David Cap uh, I don't know I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited This is like one of the the top movies I'm looking forward to now Who knows when we'll get it yeah. I mean he's already made another movie which is completely done which will be on HBO Max and I think he's working on something else first But then this one's going to be on HBO Max too But thing about Soderbergh is he shoots movies in like five minutes. So yeah. <laughs> you know. speaking of which, just one last thing here for anyone, public service announcement. The Nick is now on HBO max or will be in the next couple days. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I've not. It is one of the best shows you'll ever see. It's Steven Soderbergh. He directed okay. every single episode, all 20 of them. It lasted two seasons and it stars Clive Owen and, who is this? Like genius surgeon at a hospital in New York at the turn of the century, like nineteen oh one.
1: Oh, so it's not about Patrick Ewing.
0: No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's about the Knickerbocker. It is so good. I mean, it's like ER, right? Uh, kind of like, kind of like House. He's basically okay. he's basically House, but at the turn of the century. So, you know, oh, the stuff that you see in there is just like all of it is just so cringy because they don't shy away from. They're like, oh, and here we're doing some brain surgery and here's the brain, you know, okay. like, like, they'll, like they'll do that stuff. But then also it's just things like um, we are prepping for surgery. Let's rinse our hands off in this bowl and then just dig in without any gloves or anything like that, because yeah. what are what are germs, you yeah. know? It is like you're just watching it the whole time, and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But it does, like, it paints such a vivid picture picture of this era and does it in such like a realistic way with like this weird like electronic score and everything like that okay. the performances are awesome it's got I mean Clive Owen is the star but like kind of like the secondary character is Andre Holland okay. and um, then they've got like Eve Hewson in there and stuff like that It and it weaves in like all of these like real life events you know like mm. uh, Typhoid Mary is in it and okay. um, stuff like that and it is such such a good show. I I don't know what else to say. <laughs> like I don't understand why this isn't regarded in the same breath as like The Sopranos and and you know True Detective and stuff like that. This is as good as those shows. Okay. And um now it's going to be on HBO Max and I'm hoping that everybody sees it because it's a masterpiece. Okay. Definitely watch it.
1: Okay. I will add it to I'll add it to my queue on HBO Max.
0: All right, all right, cool, cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this yeah. week, Lance. Where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias, and you can find me over on the United Federation of Podcasts talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on uh, the podcast I co-host with Cavante Chillis called Always on the Arrow. You can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod.
0: All right, you can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at Mumbles3K. You can also find me on my website, filmdamagepod.com, doing a show called Film Damage, where we talk about time travel, Star Trek, and film projection. We just dropped three new episodes this week, so you can hear us talk about the time travel in Groundhog Day and the time travel in the Star Trek episode of Groundhog Day, you know, cause and effect. And also you can hear us talk about the aspect ratio of the Snyder Cut and try to explain on a technical level why it is what it is. Yeah, and then you can also find me currently on Trek Film Society, which is a show on TalkFilmSociety.com where we take a look at Star Trek movies. All right, well, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week.